We've talked about love and anger the past couple weeks, so it seems like the natural progression would be to look at worry. Just like anger, worry can weigh us down and hold us back from reaching our true potential. And there are many things for us to worry about throughout our day if we allow our minds to drift in that direction. I don't know about you, but I used to be a worrier. Oh man, did I used to worry a lot. I would worry about money. Was there going to be enough for us to feed our family and pay the bills? I would worry about our kids going out and if they would make it back home safe. I would worry about my marriage. Were we strong enough to get through the difficult times? Here are some of the verses that help me to combat those worries. For my money worries, Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? If God provides to the birds, how much more will he take care of us? The birds don't worry about their next meal. They just work hard and their needs are met. John 14.27 helped with my worries about my children. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus offers us a true peace that is not something you can fully comprehend until you've actually experienced it yourself. Even when trouble comes, and it will, our hearts can be at peace. And for my marriage worries, Matthew 19.5-6. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. God sanctifies marriage. It is considered a covenant between man and woman that is not easily broken and is spiritually bonded before God. But the verse that really spoke to me in a powerful way was Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. This verse is telling us to stop looking to the future and to the unknown, to just live in the moment, the one you're in right now. Let's just get through today and worry about tomorrow when it gets here. God was in your past, but he's not there anymore. He will be in your future, but he's not there yet. He's in your present. He's right here, right now in this very moment, and that's where we need to remember to live. We don't need to necessarily forget the past. There is a lot we can learn from those experiences. However, we don't want to stay fixed there, worrying about the would-haves and the could-haves. We need to move forward, but we don't want to fast-forward too quickly. Many times we miss the beauty of right now because we are looking too far ahead to what might be or what might not be later on. Can you think of a time when you missed a moment and it passed by because your mind was looking back or racing ahead? One of my daughters, I have four by the way, she is always trying to get to the next thing. She never seems to be happy in the present moment. She wants to rush whatever it is that she's currently doing to get to the next event, but when she gets to the next, she's already thinking about what comes after that. I'm always trying to remind her to embrace right now because she is missing the importance of the moment that she's in. I'm hoping someday she will recall these words of mine and they will start to sink in. Although I'm sure I wasn't much different at her age, in this fast-paced life we live in now, waiting is not something that any of us are accustomed to. Another truth that has helped me worry less is from Psalm 139.16. Listen to this. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Do you hear what this verse is telling you? Your story is already written. It was written a long time ago. There is nothing we can do to change what was or what is to come. We need to try to let go of the control that we so desperately try to hang on to and just let God be God. He's in control. And when we try to take the reins, it usually doesn't end well for us. And it just makes a situation much harder than it needed to be. We should find comfort in this. 
God already knew before you were born every trial and heartbreak you were going to face, every joyful and splendid occasion that you would enjoy. He knew my oldest daughter would have both of her native kidneys removed in a year of dialysis and a kidney transplant before she was even out of kindergarten. He knew that when she was 19, that kidney would go into rejection, and when all her peers were in college and planning for their futures, she would be back on dialysis again. I didn't know God or his truth the first time we went through this with my daughter, and I didn't understand why my little girl had to be hooked up to a machine for four hours, three times a week, while her classmates were enjoying recess and all the other fun that comes with being in kindergarten. It was scary, and I felt like it was my fault somehow, and there were days I didn't know how I would be strong enough to get through to tomorrow. The second go-around was a completely different experience. This time I knew God, and I knew the truths of Romans 8.28. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This time around, I wasn't worried. I gave it up to God. I laid my burdens down in his hands, and I could see God working during the two and a half long years of waiting. I could see how he was strengthening us and teaching us. And I can look back now and see how he was putting every single detail into place. I will have to dedicate a future episode to tell the beautiful, miraculous story of how God worked in that season. But I hope this story encourages you to keep the faith even during the most difficult of trials you will face in your life here on earth, and that no matter the outcome, you will know in your heart that God is working for your good behind the scenes. In Matthew 6:27, Jesus asks this question, and I think we should ask ourselves this too. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? No, we can't. But we know that worry can take hours away from our lives. Worry and stress can have devastating and debilitating effects on our bodies. So let's surrender control over to our creator and the author of our life. I want to pray this prayer over you from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Let's trust God to do what only he can do. And if we must worry, let's only worry for today and let God worry about the rest. This is just another important way, my friends, to live your best life. Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord, bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you.
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't keep it all to yourself. Share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe.